Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Angels unsold or they're untraded all their trade pieces. They're on waivers. Does this change baseball forever? We're going to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake sitting next to me. We got Trev in California and producer BBD behind the dish. August 30th, and we've got a bizarre topic. I think there's a lot of ways this goes because the Angels have placed all the guys they traded for on waivers. What does that mean? What does that mean for the rest of this season in Major League Baseball? Which teams are going to act on this? Which teams are going to benefit? What does this mean for next year and the future of trade deadlines and strategy? I'm interested in all the conversations surrounding this. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Trev, how are you doing? James and Jacob and Beavers. I'm doing great. You know, I love when something like this kind of lands in our lap because it's a it's a part of the baseball season that we don't talk about a lot, uh, but this I feel like this used to be a much bigger deal. They ended the whole waiver period, and now it's become this. Uh, and the Angels deciding to, we'll get into it. I got a lot of takes on this as well. I kind of like want to just go right into it, but to answer your question, I'm doing great. I'm happy to talk ball with you guys, Jacob. What's up, bro? Trev James Davis, yeah, that was a uh, you know a little peel peel back the onion. You know, we're me and BBD were talking a little scheming. You know what what's the midweek going to be tomorrow? Some players who can save their season. Some some other different fun topics we've done. And we're like, you know what? Let's let's also see what baseball gives us. And then went as nuclear as it has since the deadline, basically. So excited to talk uh, the waiver stuff with you. And a little early shout out. My guy, Alex Cobb, our guy, Alex Cobb, backfield Alex Cobb, uh, 8.2 with the no-no, gives it up on the last hitter. It was an electric scene in San Francisco. I was lucky enough to be watching it live because, Trev, I also had a fantasy football draft last night. So as I close the laptop and I look back up and it's, oh, Cobb's the little no-hitter thing up there. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that. Throwing, I think he threw like 80 splitters last night. His pitches were moving all over the place. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that Austin Slater catch in the eighth is like my dream. Like my center field dream is that catch. Uh, and the the Giants crowd was electric last night. So it's uh, it's funny. The power of sports, man. It could kick in at any moment, Jim. Monet. Monet Davis. World Series is over. Beavs, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited to have this topic. We, you know, you don't expect to get something specifically exciting this time of year in baseball. That's besides gameplay. Yes, yeah, nice, nice gift to the midweek. Uh, I'm as interested in both sides of the conversation of like what this means for the rest of the season, which I think we should do first, and then the back end, which is more broad and and can go a lot of different ways, is what this can mean for. MLB and the rules and do they like this and all that. But let's start first and list the guys that have been put on waivers and wonder if this was a shady move or not. Ooh, my guy Shady Ray at the warehouse. Shady Rays. Shady Rays, number one sunglasses in the world. 
Those are my words. You can put them in quotes. Uh, and you know about their premium polarized shades. Me you and Jim about it. have our own custom shades that you can now get 30% off with code JM30. It's got my signature on there, Trev. A little John Boy Media. A frog is lurking. A little green hue on the lenses. Uh, Jimmy's got some pinstripes on there, comma, a breakdown. They're awesome sunglasses. You wear sunglasses. Get yourself some Shady Rays. And if you're like Trev, and you're like, oh, John Boy and Jake, oh, they're too sexy, you can also still get their regular polarized sunglasses for 50% off two-plus pairs with Code Talking. So buy yourself a couple pairs of their polarized Code Talking 50% off or... You can get me or Jimmy's code JM30, 30% off. Click the link in the description. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use either of those codes and get cool sunglasses. Simple as that for your simple ass. Whoa. Kid Cuddy. I don't, I don't like your tone right now with me at all. I haven't talked to you the whole time. <laughs> if this was a debate, I'd get to have an, uh, an answer, a rebuttal, because you did mention me in your ad read. Yeah, a, that's true. I was another Trevor. So, get over yourself. Uh, Jim, you were excited for this? I like this. I'm trying to find a list of uh, just officially all the guys that are on um, waivers. Because we don't have that unless I'm blanking on it. The, The difference of this waiver period and the waiver period that used to be in baseball is the fact that teams... If, it, if they made a claim on a player that you put on waivers, you had time to negotiate a trade. Now, this is just straight up, we're releasing you, we're designating you, and a team now has a chance to pick you up on waivers strictly for nothing, for the cash that you're owed. So that's the difference. Taking on your We used to be able to swap players still, still have some sort of trade. Now it's just straight up money and the player. That's it. Yes, and the reason that they're doing this yesterday is because it's a two-day waiver claim and teams if they if they grab your player they they have to cover the salary so they have to pay for them they would be doing that to add them to the postseason roster and you need them to be on the 40 man before September 1st so if yes. you want these players you you would need to grab them and add them to the 40 man before September 1st so that's why it all happened on the date. It's two it's the deadline. There's a two day window where you're on waivers and then teams can add them and they would be part of the playoff team because no one's gonna grab your guy and pay for him if they can't be part of the playoff team. Or maybe they yeah. would the Red Sox did it with the Glacius that one time, but um that's my, kinda why. Minor minutia, you just have to be in the organization. These guys would be added directly to your forty man, but like you can do a September call yes, up yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, yeah, eligible. Yeah, yeah. The guy has to be in your organization. Yes. So the Angels started it, but I think all the teams that did it were going to do it on this day because it, it is the day. But they put Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, Hunter Renfro, Randall Gritchick on waivers. The Yankees put Harrison Bader on waivers. The Guardians put Clevenger. White no, Sox. White Sox put Clevenger on waivers, and there's num- there's someone else. Cookie Carrasco yeah. from the Mets and Cisnero, another reliever from the Tigers. Yeah. So it's a way, you know, if you're a team not contending anymore, there's three reasons you would do this. One, you can give this player a chance to go play in the postseason. 
Um, and that's like a friendly way to look at, if you want to say a nice way to do it. That's probably not the main reason. Josh Donaldson. Main reason is salary relief. If someone grabs this, um, whatever's left, they take on. And if you're not competing for the postseason, you probably want to play some rookies and some younger guys. And this opens up a spot for guys that you can start seeing what you have for next year. So there are some valid reasons for teams to do this. Second half of the show, it's like, should MLB, is this the best way to go about it? I'm super interested in where we think these guys will go and the order that's presented and the fact that some teams might want to lose today and get better yeah. place in the standings. There's so yeah, so much to dive in. I feel like we should kind of touch on like the angels and like reasoning that they did it. Obviously, they went. I don't know if I'm going to call it all in to keep Otani, but they they didn't go. They didn't trade him, and they brought in some pieces. They traded some top prospects to bring in the guys that we mentioned, Gritchick and Ronaldo and and Lucas. Um, the one of the big biggest reasons uh, that I saw for them doing this. Is number one, they're out of it. They're trying to recoup anything that, that they can, and that includes salary. But if they do get rid of these guys, they're on they're within the first competitive balance tax tier. This would take them out of that and under it if all these guys left. And what that would do would make the compensation pick for Shohei go from after the fourth round to after the second round. So there's they're just trying to get back anything that they can at this point, which is a smart thing for them as they're out of it, as Mike Trout's done and Shohei's basically done. Um, so to me, like, you know, if you're if you're gonna go trash on the Angels today, just remember the fact that they went for it and they tried to keep Shohei. I don't know if it was too little too late, but at least they tried to keep him. It went horribly wrong, and now this is them just trying to recoup anything. And and I, I actually respect him for it. I think I know you can look hindsight back at those moves and say, you should have traded a show. Hey, you should never have given up any of your prospects to get those guys. But like at the time, everyone was applauding it because we wanted to see that happen for them. And it just, I mean, they went seven and 17. They're seven and 17 since the trade deadline. So it went horribly wrong. And this is their chance to recoup something from it. It got ugly fast, and yeah, I mean, for for all the LOL Angel stuff out there, which is pretty easy, I mean, this is kind of, this is the right move. Um, This is the right move, so, um, God, tough year for Halos fans, and it might just be the tip of the iceberg a little bit, although, hey, if they- year for Halo fans. If they get that draft pick up, their past two draft picks are playing MLB ball and look pretty good, so, hey, go Halos, go. Uh and that'll probably be the last time we compliment the Halos. This is so this is so good for now. And I know Jimmy wants to get to that part at the second half of the show because, like, what does this mean going forward? But, man, and, and yeah, Trev, I do like that you brought up the history a little bit because the old waiver trade times, like, some teams used to put, like, their whole team on waivers and just be like, hey, what do you got? Like, if we, if yeah. we can still fire this up and something can work out. This is different. This is essentially a salary dump. Um, and it's going to be crazy to see where, where a lot of these players land. And, man, which one of these teams is going to step up? Hey, Cincy. Which one of these teams is going to step up and really make their move? Because um, it's 
a few of these guys are going to end up on playoff teams and could be filling in huge roles. A few could end up on bubble. I think none of, I think all of them are going to end up on the bubble teams that may or may not get in. Like, I don't know if any of them get to Philly. I don't know if Philly, any of these names clear all the way till Philly. Between the Blue Jays, uh, the Cubs, the Twins, the D-backs, the Red Sox, the Giants, the Reds, the Marlins, I think all these guys are going to get claimed. And then it's just interesting where they go. Like, um, the Rangers would love the relievers to get to them, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. Yeah, and I, I think we did say this, but if we haven't, it goes, it's reverse record as of Thursday. So tomorrow. So today's games <laughs> where you have the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox with the same record, uh... Tonight's game could be the difference, whether like a Lucas Giolito slips to you or something. I don't know. That part is crazy and feels totally wrong. I think that's down the line. Uh, but yeah, Jim, you you kind of mentioned all the bubble teams there, and it's man, what a game of chicken! Because like Marlins just dropped to five hundred. Let's 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 play some guys. All right. Now my other well, question was, what if the Marlins? Now they won't do this. The A's could do it if they're hilarious. Just claim, put a claim in all of them, right? Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I think it's one, and then you were you would revert back. I tried to look this up, yeah. and there was a lot of threads on it. And what I read, and I don't know because it was confusing, was that per player it reverts back. Like you can't put the claim. Like they changed the rule so you can't claim the same player twice at all. It was the the Nottingham rule because the Brewers and the Mariners just traded them back and forth all season. So like. Um, if you've put a claim in, if you put a claim in on Giolito and then you don't get him and then he goes on waivers again, you can't do it again. But I think per player, it's, they all just hit the market, but I don't know. It, it would be so weird. It, it, cause this is like a coordinated effort. It would be weird if Giolito hit one day, the A's put a claim in on him. And then the next day, uh, Urshela hits, and the A's are like, oh, shit, we can't put a claim on him now? I don't think that's how – I think they could also put a claim on Urshela. It's just so much roster moving they have to do to claim so many people. But I don't know. I'm interested, Trev, because I was reading and people were debating this thing. Can they my, just claim it, multiple people? Yeah, in, in my head it was you got you picked your guy, reverted back. But I guess we can get some clarification of the rule if you can Because some guys up, hit Beavers. the market at different times. Normally, yes, yes, yes. You're, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about so that. So, like, in my example, if Giolito went first and the A's have a claim, they're like, yep. And then Urshela goes four hours later, they would have to take revert, like, never mind, reverse, don't want Giolito, rather a position player, and you can only have one claim in on a time. That might make sense. I don't know. We definitely need clarification on that because that makes everything. Jake's Interesting. Right right now, the, the Marlins are going to have the first shot of this of the contending teams. Now, the Guardians and the Yankees are below the Marlins, and I don't know why they would put any claims in. Of contending teams, the Marlins at 66 and 66, no matter what happens today, they'll have the worst record of contending teams. So they'll have the first pick or all of the picks. I think I think one of the other things that's hilarious for the storyline of this season if the goddamn San Diego Padres were like three or four wins better 
I think this whole segment would be the Padres are going to snag as many as the rules allow them to be. Because they've been looking for the second half of their lineup all year. You think they couldn't use Renfro or Grichuk? They've been looking for a fifth starter most of the year. You think they could have used Giolito or any of the Penn guys? It's so crazy that they're just like a couple wins away from, I think they would have been the whole topic of this episode. If that's allowed. Looking, I believe I have an update on the rule, and it it appears like one team could claim all of these guys. In the athletic, there is no limit to how many claims a team can submit. So in theory, the Athletics could use their number one waiver priority to claim a quarter of the Angels roster on waivers so long as they find the roster space to fit all yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which that makes, makes that more makes, sense. But, um, it's completely different in my mind. Now. Them, By the way, are, are you a Pythagorean win-loss guy? Who is yeah. that? that you, you are. I, I like it. I'm not. You, no, you love it. All, all I'm of, it's based it. off Don't of, tell me what I am. <laughs> you love it. It's based off of run differential. So Exactly. So I the Padres have, like have, have negative 10 luck, and they should be, according to the Pythagorean win-loss, can you even guess? They should be 72 and 61 right now, according oh to this theory. God. What's the Rangers? What are the Texas Rangers? The Rangers are minus seven, so they should actually be 82 and 50 instead of 75 and 57. Yeah. A lot of it is like, it, the run does your bullpen stink? Nuts. The Orioles uh, have the best luck in the league. Good bullpen. I mean, it, a, a lot of the Pythagorean is like, can you can you keep close games close? It's winning close games yeah. or blowing out. It's run differential. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. So Harrison Bader for the Yankees is a really, really good center fielder and can track down balls. If you can slot him into the eight nine hole, he can give you some 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 at bats. Also been good versus lefties. Well, he's, what, been, he's been bad versus right. What's interesting year. is the Marlins have the first. If you start at the Marlins, then the Reds and the Giants, they all have center fielders on their team. All three of those teams are the worst outs above average in center field and bottom of the league OPS from center fielders. Now they have some names there that, or do you pick up Bader as a fourth outfielder to help you out defensively? Um, but that was the – I just looked at, like, oh, who needs a defensive center fielder just outs above average defensively uh, as a defensive replacement? And, yeah, the the Reds are the second last. They're the 29th outs above average in center field. Then the Giants are 25th. So, I don't know. He, he's uh, – if you need a fourth outfielder, it's not that much yeah. money, and he's there for you. If you're down for some platoon stuff, he's crushed lefties this year. And the money attached to it isn't crazy, I don't believe. We're like, Renfro is like a million dollars. So if you're a team that's worried about that, I don't, I don't know if the, where that goes into play. Yeah, I think, I think Bader's right around there, too. I think he's um, just under a mil. I think, what the I think I Renfro's saw. closer to two. It's yeah. 12 mil, yeah. six-month season. Um, that, yeah, I, going into the teams a little bit for me, I, I think... Like you're saying Miami's going to have first first licks on this, and we do know they added at the deadline, but they have been porous since. And I, <laughs> the main topic of this is money. Like that's that's the biggest reason the Halos are doing this. Otherwise, they would have just let these guys ride it out with Shohei and watch him have a one dot four for the month and ride it out into the sunset. But they're saving money, so the first two teams that are up. The Marlins and the Reds, the Marlins have a previous history of being like MLB's cheapest franchise. The wheels are falling off quick. How much are they really going to add? I know a million dollars seems like nothing when we do, 
you know, free agency and that kind of thing. But for the Marlins front office, a team that if they lose tonight, they're a game under 500. I really don't see them making the big moves. Like, they have bodies in their rotation. I mean, they've always needed a stick, but I think their financial equation is, it's always been the biggest concern with the Marlins, no? Yeah, not with Loria. He gave out money. But the new ownership is cutting, cutting, cutting. I read extra. My mind, is just, my mind is just spinning right now. Like, yeah. the Padres aren't going to claim any of these guys, right? No. They're seven and a half games back of a playoff spot. They'd... And would have to jump four no. teams. If they had won, like, two or three more games, but I think they, they would. But they can't. They can't. They can't. They can. <laughs> I mean, they could. But no. they, they can't. If they do, if they do, then the whole thing's fucked, and MLB is going to really make sure this doesn't happen again. Why do Why do you think that it's so bad to have this situation go on? What do you mean? Like, why would MLB not want this to happen? Just because? Because you're going to have now a team that had no business trading for guys, trade for guys, and. They had no business trading for guys, and now they're going to offer them to more teams who have priority pick to grab them that also probably aren't going to make the postseason nor go on a deep run. And the entertainment product of baseball is better to have all the free agents go help contending teams that are in the postseason like they did for decades instead of having all these guys go to teams that are just going to waste it. Like that's like an exciting part of the trade deadline is which playoff teams and real good teams are going to bolster themselves. And with the expanded playoffs, we are just bolstering middling teams. This does nothing for a third party fan. So you, you're saying that you think there'll be too many teams aggressive at the trade deadline because they can just put them on. Yes. I think the trade deadline is, this is second half show fucked next year with this strategy. But this has always been yeah, until uh, there's always been a situation where you could just put guys on waivers. So what's, yeah, but it's what's kind of the difference? Four more, expanded playoffs? four more teams going, making the playoffs at 500. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, until 2020, you were allowed or 2019, you were allowed to do like the waiver trade. Deadline. Well, I have no problem do, with that. You could do just real trades then. It's just it's a little unfair because I think we. Because the Angels are the Angels, you know, coming into this season in their PPP, a team profile and projection, I was like, I won't be hurt by this team again because I've seen what this franchise has done. When the Angels traded for Lucas Giolito, they were a game and a half up on the Mariners, who are now your AL West division leaders. Like, the Chicago Cubs were 500. The, the Halos were two games ahead of them. So, like, saying no business trading for them. No, I mean, the Angels are... But we have a lot of teams in that bubble trading for guys. Right, but The trade deadline just kind of isn't what it used to be because it used to be studs went to the good teams and they were in the bright lights. Because there's like, more playoff teams and they're, they're trying to bolster their team. Like, you're, you're not wrong that's there. That's my gripe. Yeah. There's too many the playoff teams. The Cubs got Candelario and they look, they've looked great. Like, they look like a really good team. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? No, no matter what the rules are, and this is like – 
after I mean, you guys know we're we've been labor pod. Like, <laughs> we've been the number one labor pod in the country ever. Doesn't matter what the rule set is, teams will find a way. They'll find loopholes in the rules. Like essentially, that's what this is. I mean, like they'll they'll find ways to work within the rules and sometimes with outside the rules, but most of the time within the rules. And it's hard to make a perfect system, I guess. Is I'm just point. I'm happy that some of these players will see postseason action now. So that that's a good second result. But I do think the deadline next year, teams will just, especially if you're like the Angels, were like, yeah, they gave up their top two and three prospects. They weren't top prospects in MLB. So if you have a bad farm, here, take some top picks. And then if this doesn't work out, we'll just cut bait. Like the flip side of that is that, like, oh, they don't have many prospects that are anything. Like, should, are they going to be. Like people are thinking, saying they shouldn't have given up on the few guys that they have at like the top that are maybe anything. But, yeah, I don't know. Prospects are mostly, yeah. usually nothing. Agree. Uh, but another an example of working within the rules that I think is probably going to happen more going forward is what like Cohen did uh, buying prospects, essentially buying a, a higher prospect when you trade your asset by paying down the salary. I think that should catch on with teams. I like that. If you're a big market yeah. team, that's your advantage. Yeah. Like you You should be you should be doing that. That's that was very <laughs> more teams need to be doing that. My biggest advantage is blue moon. You know? Mm-hmm. Whether whether I'm heading out or whether I'm staying in, a blue moon with that Valencia orange peel, smooth. Yes. It's smooth and it's a power play. Someone sees that orange in your beer and you're like, "Damn, okay." They they play for keeps tonight. Um, I had a blue moon for breakfast the last time I was in New York. It was delicious. City Trev's a different animal altogether. And so is Blue Moon. Because like Trev, it was brewed in a stadium. And Mm. you can now get Blue Moon delivered. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Get it delivered right to your home. Why not? That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Click the link in the description. Um, yeah, I, I guess the thing as we're, as we're looking at, you know, the loopholes or problems with this is, okay, you know, we, they made a whole thing of getting rid of the August waiver trade deadline. And now the conversation is, you know, if I'm the Minnesota twins, do I think about losing a game or two to get the righty power bat I've been looking for all season and Gritchick and Renfro? Like that's where this becomes a problem because, I, I guess if I'm at the drawing board right now, and we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we have never seen this before in this CBA, in this format, that that's the part that's a bummer, that it's almost like, hey, if a team like the Halos want to put their tail between their leg, and, you know, we saw a couple other teams do it too, so shouldn't just bury the Halos, my Yanks. Um, like, why isn't trading actually on the table? Because that, you know, the Mariners here kind of get screwed from getting hot. Like, you know, a week ago, the Mariners would have had a leg up on Houston and Texas, and maybe they get Ronaldo Lopez or they get Grichuk, where now one of their opponents, Houston or Texas, might have a shot at them before them just because they've had a hot two weeks. That's where things are the most messed up in this currently, and I wonder if they if they think this is going to be a thing. Like, do you just go back to the old waiver trade system? I don't know. 
I don't know either. It's not. I don't think that. I think if you, I'd rather win games and be ahead than like get a chance to have a, another guy on my team. So I don't think the Mariners are mad about it. I do think that's a good point about the Twins. So the Twins are in the best position here because the division's theirs. They can, they literally can lose on purpose tonight, and it would help them, and it won't affect their chances at the playoffs at all. I mean, I know they're playing the Guardians, so like technically it does affect their chances. They're going to win the division. The Guardians don't care about it. So they could they could they could throw in the towel tonight just to make sure that they're have a better waiver claim than the Red Sox. Boston, so there is some funny Arizona. business. They have the same record. Yeah, exactly. So like they if because they're what are they up right now? I think uh they're up six games in the division. And again, Cleveland is this they're not trying to win the division. So even if they lost tonight and were only up five. It gives them a chance to get. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know who they would even. Haven't you been telling us that the Twins need right-handed power for the past three months? And Grichik and enter Royce Lewis back in the fold. Nice. Um, Yeah, Carlos Correa needs to hit a fastball. But I think if the Twins were to go after anybody, it would probably bullpen help. I don't think. I mean. I, the the sexiest name on there is probably Lucas Giolito, but he's been struggling a little bit, and I don't think ne- they necessarily need starters. Although it could help him with some of the the eating of the innings towards the end of the season as they try to keep guys fresh. I, I think I think mostly, yeah. Every once in a while, you could say a team could use a Bader, could use a right-handed power bat, but to me, this time of the year is about the pitching whether you need a starter, whether you need to bolster your bullpen. I think those guys are probably always the most attractive. Lopez, I think, is going to be the first to go. He's Everyone needs bullpen help. We've said that so many times before. Matt Moore has been great, too. 11.2 innings since he's come over to L.A., a 2-3-1, 19 strikeouts in 11.2 innings. Like, yeah, the, the bullpen guys are no-brainers. I don't think they make it to any of the real contenders. Do you think anyone makes it to the real contenders? Who are the um, real contenders? What are you talking about? Like the like the, the the division leaders? Like Phillies are better. Like I think Marlins, Reds. I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna do Giolito or the hitters. I I don't. But Reds. I don't think the Reds so. Will take Giolito on a freaking heart. They beat, should, bro. but I don't think they will. What body of Why evidence have the Cincinnati Reds given us to think that they would do that? Well, it's not that much money. Mean? Yeah, it's two mil to the Reds. Like I, I don't know, man. I think they're, they're, not, buying, they're not buying if they pass on. Or, him. They're not buying any tax or anything. I, I think it's the teams that are nearing numbers that want to avoid numbers at that level. Like if that would be really, really bad luck for the Marlins too. Like claim claim as many as you can fit on your roster and get everyday use out of or play out of. It's I don't know. I don't think the money thing should come into play even for cheap teams because it's it shouldn't not a lot. But- I think it's going to the sixth of the overall salary. I mean, I don't, it's, I agree. I think the Reds and the Marlins are going to probably scoop up all of the pitching. I would be surprised if they didn't. I think the relief, those two teams are locked in as the first two picks. After that, it gets a little wishy-washy with who can, who's going to be where, but the Marlins and then the Reds, those are the first two teams that are going to get a chance to claim these guys. And I would be shocked and I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think Matt Moore is a solid left-handed yeah. option out of the pen. Lopez, 
solid option out of the pen. Lucas Giolito, you're going to take him, a flyer on him for sure. I think those three guys gone, but within those first two picks for sure. Do you think, um, I don't know. Do you think any of those guys skyrocket a team? Giolito would have to figure it out. He hasn't been great for the Angels in, at all. Um, the relievers, they're not going to boost you that much. Um, Urshela? See, he's saying out, Urshela. He's out oh, for the year. He's, he's out for the year. Renfro? Renfro is an everyday if, player. Keep saying Urshela. If Giolito can come back and, like, you know, find, uh, you know, a competitive spirit and, and a new change of scenery for the Reds. I think he'd be, he's the biggest skyrocket, right? but like he would surely help their chances um, as being a guy who's, you know, taking the ball every five days for quite some time in the big leagues. They don't have a lot of guys like that. Yeah. I mean, Giolito would arguably be their one if they made the playoffs. Um, Oh my gosh, bro! I, I think Giolito can be the biggest impact piece. We talk about it whenever the postseason rolls around. You want those starting pitchers. Um, that yeah, I, I think he will. He will feel like the biggest win for a team. I do think, and I I don't know if it's your twins or I I don't know where they end up landing, but putting the Grichuks or putting um, Hunter Renfro like. In the bottom of your lineup for, for basically no risk. Um, you know, Gritchick's got a seven seven six OPS this year. Like that's you're adding depth and another MLB bat. Um game changing. I don't know. Giolito's your biggest shot at it, but Yeah. Or if like yeah, if if Gritchick or Renfro <laughs> caught fire, but can you give you a good month? But, like but Giolito's a bigger if he catches fire. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the tw- what the twins want to do right now. Like, uh, they don't have a lot of spots that are just open right now because like the the young guys are playing so well. Buxton, I think, just started the rehab assignment. Royce is back, so Buxton. I think they talked to him a little bit about is an opening of him playing center field this year. After all this time, they said it's never going to happen. They came out that like they've had conversations about it. All this. If he's just a DH, then I guess you could scoop up one of those guys and just stick him on the bench. You'd have to get rid of like maybe Gallo. I mean, there's Luplo and Gallo, I think would be the first two guys they'd probably remove uh, from the roster. And then, I mean, Gallo's a lefty, so you're not really, I guess, yeah, you don't need another lefty. So you could, yeah, I could see that happening. There's one other name that we've kind of left out for most of this it's Clevenger. Clevenger, 18 starts. He has a 3-3-2 ERA this year. Career 3-3-8 ERA. Like, that's another guy that... Could he be the Reds' best pitcher for a month? I think so. Um, he's He's been in a black hole that is my, the White Sox organization. My Diamondbacks have been looking for another starter. I think if they get a chance at Giolito or Clevenger, I think they bite. And that's where the Giants winning behind an almost Alex Cobb no-hitter... Like I think they I think they would have been the first team that cleaned up everyone. Like their big market, they went big big sea fishing this offseason. Like I think if 
the Giants had, you know, four of those five guys sitting there, I think they'd be like, yeah, let's come over to San Francisco. Let's fire it up. And, like, winning last night's game may have taken them out of that, which that part doesn't feel right to me. I guess they're all jumbled up there. The Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Twins, and Giants are all hmm. basically tied. The Giants have a leg up there. They played one less game, so one less in the loss column. So... Technically, they could, if all those other teams won tonight, they could have the third shot. They're playing the Reds. They can't pass the Reds. So they could have the third shot. Maybe they do get a chance at a Clevenger or somebody like that. Surely they need starting pitching, even though they have now Cobb, Webb, and Harrison looks to be a guy guy. You need another one. The, uh, the athletic article that I referenced earlier <laughs> laid out two different scenarios that would be like a b- real bummer to the whole thing, way less fun. Like a team like the Guardians might need an innings eater and grab somebody. Weird example, don't think they would do it, but unexample. Or there could be just spite claims. Like you don't want your division guy to get this guy. Yankees could just say fuck everybody in the AL East. Grab somebody. They're probably not doing it. Weird example. That's the one they cited. Guardians are a good example. Like, like Guardians can get Giolito. Yeah, because they, 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 well, they're all their team that young never guys up there right now. I think I think their whole rotation is rookies. And Chris yeah. Rose is adamant about them being like, they have innings limits, and that's it. They're not passing those well, limits. Giolito so. gives you six every night, and, the, and they just wave Cindergard. So innings, veteran innings, just opened. I could see that happen happening, but I am still skeptical about the money side. Like for the Guardians, for the Guardians for sure. and those NL teams we listed before, uh, I think the money will come into play. Do you think? If, oh my gosh! Do you think if Giolito went to the Dodgers and Lance Lynn went to the Angels, Lance Lynn would have kept doing bad, and Giolito would look great right now? Yes. Or maybe chicken and egg. That's why the White Sox went and got Lance Lynn because they they knew they had a formula and they didn't have a Giolito formula. Maybe I don't know. I want somebody, some of these bottom feeder teams to claim. I really do. Why? I don't know. I, I think it would be hilarious opposite. if the A's were like, ah, oh, fuck, man. We need oh, somebody. Oh, like, those? Yes. We need an inning. We need oh, innings. bottom feeder, bottom feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be teams funny. That, like, that, would be, that would be something, dude. Who's going to? What's Clevenger owed? Clevenger can't be owed that much money right now. Uh, Clevenger, it looks like he's on. Uh, for eight mil, so he's probably mil and a half, a little over a mil, something like that. Yeah, I can do the math here. Um, yeah, eight I, I, million. I'm interested to see yeah, who's one through eight. Who slips 1. through? 3. Who slips through the cracks between like between Renfro, whose numbers aren't that great this year. He's he's a tier below what he's been every other year, which was like the model of consistency. Grichik, people are always skeptical of, like, Coors guys sometimes. And then Bader, who, you know, going back to some of the past World Series teams, have put together their, like, nuclear outfield lineup. Like, we're ending the game with, you know, going back to those Red Sox teams, and even the Astros had it, and I've seen Blue Jays. A lot of teams have had their go-to finishing outfield lineup. I could see Bader um, and, you know, Grichik or Renfro ending up on, I guess, one of the real contenders and being like, wow. They ended up on the Rangers, or they ended up somewhere. I think the Rangers were low in one of those center field stats I was looking at, too, which is tough because sometimes you have mainstays there that are just having a down season. You're not going to really change. Right. But other times you do, you know. Um, Yankees brought in McCutcheon, and he replaced 
Gardner for the rest of that year because Gardner was having a down year. They knew Gardner was the plan next year, but but yeah, I mean Bader is your pin. I mean, at the least, your defensive replacement, pinch runner guy that deep playoff teams use. So if he drops down to the to the yeah, heavier he's... teams that are favorites to make the postseason and go deep, then I think he's gone. I want to, one last thing. I think uh, I'm just trying to think in my mind. Oh. If a team had, yeah, I guess where else are you going to think? I guess there's a few places. Uh, If a team had a guy Mm -hmm. that had uh, three years left on his deal or two years left on the deal, and they're like, dude, we're out of contention. Let's just put him on waivers and see what happens. If that guy goes unclaimed, and becomes a free agent, he could literally just hang him up. And this team would be on the bill for the rest of the salary. You'd still have to release them. Because, like, a player can just clear waivers. Yeah, like, Bader was it on depend- waivers. Yeah, but, it, no, but it, if you have five years of, of service time, you can just elect free agency and go. See ya. That's what I was wondering. This is the same waivers as the other waivers? Like, it's... Because... Yeah. It says if if they clear waivers, the team can just keep them. I don't know about the service time. I thought stuff. I thought this one teams can just keep them. It's I think teams can just keep them. But service time is interesting. But all of these guys have five year service time. Yeah, that's you, like the reason you're, you're doing only it. doing it because they're in real money. They're not in team control yeah. salaries. I'm just thinking ahead. If teams would just start to do this a lot, just to dump salary at the end of a year where they're out of it. That's what teams, that's Verlander, Tigers and Verlander and the Astros. It was a year and a half and a ton of money. The Astros were like, yeah, we'll pay. That's what it used to be. You would just put all your big contracts out there. Like, if it was mm -hmm. the old ways, the Yankees would put Stan right now. Yeah, Yeah, but they could take him back, too. Before. Like, even if a team claimed you. You didn't have to make him. That was just an exclusive negotiation. No, just joking. Yeah, yeah, just just seeing the market. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they would do. That was always a fun update that people would go in a frenzy about. Like, why why would they try to get rid of him? Like, nah, they're just seeing the market. They never. And it was like on a back page somewhere. You could just go look at these transactions. Teams would try to sneak guys through waivers. And then some like, oh, look who's on waivers. And like, oh, well, you weren't supposed to see that. So Bader, Bader, Bader found out via ESPN 10 minutes before the game. Uh, Good plug for ESPN, but then later went on to say, and I don't even watch ESPN. I never watch ESPN. What are the odds? <laughs> Did you hear that? That's yeah. what he said in the interview. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a good. worldwide leader in sports. DraftKings. DraftKings mm. worldwide leader in being our company that's with us college football fans week one is here week zero is over and week one is here and you can bet five dollars on any college football game and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly life's more fun when you're in on the action download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code talking new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TALKING. The crown is yours. The crown is yours. Red Sox going to get anyone? They're an interesting team in this, I think. It's very interesting. Like, if Giolito falls to them, yes. You'd think so, right? They're six and a half out of the wild card as of today. (sighs) See? 
That's where it starts getting tricky. Who's below him? Yankees. So it's so dude, this it's so interesting. Baseball's fucked. Mm. That like the hold on. Where's the like I had the official order up. So the Red Sox right now, they the Giants pick ahead of them. The Reds mm-hmm. and the Marlins, right? Would all get a pick. As before. of right now, yes. But that's because of standings. But what does standings matter in two different leagues? The Red Sox are six and a half games out. Arizona's a half game out. And Arizona's a half game out of the wild card. So, like, Red Sox, I don't know. There's just something weird about the, the rules applying to both leagues evenly. It would make more sense if you took, like, the NL and the AL and separated them and been like, you know, it goes every other. Like, it, well, it used to be if uh, it's not to anymore. Your it used to be, yeah, AL players had to clear the AL, then go to the I don't NL. think it should be that, but maybe, yeah. like, 15th AL, 15th NL, 14th, 14th, 13th, 13th, so it's a little more even because right now that. the NL is just getting – the Red Sox are getting just so punished for playing in a good division and a, and a better league. Or or less more heavier league, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think technically, technically Arizona is only a game ahead of where the Red Sox would be in that new format. The D-backs are the first team out of the wild card. The Sox are two teams out of the wild card. So, yeah, that's true. Then the way that I'm saying it is there, but it's like they're they need to do so much more than the other teams. I don't know. It's not. Obviously, obviously, this is a very isolated instance where every season is going to be different as well. I hope your twins clean up. Jeff. I like maybe I like the league. Maybe I like going by. This maybe is he likes a, the league. This is an NL player. You get the NL teams get you because it would be. Maybe you're a little more reluctant to put them on there. Only you know mm, if it can hurt you. It, it could go to a division rival. Your division's got the first crack. I don't know. It's just really a good brain exercise that my I keep thinking about this multiple different ways. Do I like it? Do I not like it? What are some things that this is going to affect or trip up? I don't think I like it. Like I don't think I want this to happen every year. It feels like it needs to be tweaked. Just feels uh, like uh, oh, I, and, I and now you can discard your players. Over. Like they were so happy to go like get rid of the old waiver trade deadline that now it's this and this. This feels worse this than that. Worse. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have trades involved. You can at least get a player back before. Yeah, I'd also like it just one hour. player per team claiming everybody. That doesn't <laughs> seem fair. Like have the pick one, make it interesting. I don't know. Just like just like oh, we quit. Here you that go. Like if this was your fantasy nightmare. league, you'd be like. This is bullshit. Jimmy's out of the playoffs, so he just gave all his good players away for nothing. That's why they have waiver claims that it resets. I I know, but still, it's just like, ugh. Where's Giolito by tomorrow? It feels grimy, not exciting. I think the Reds. It should be. Like it, it's it's it if the Marlins be. don't pick him, he's going to the Reds. Uh, I don't know if the Marlins necessarily need another starter right now. I mean, you could always just have one for a fucking million and a half dollars or whatever it is. So, um, I I, I hope he's on the Reds. I think that will make everything so much more interesting. 
And the Reds right now are two games out of the wild card. They've, they've needed another starter. As much as Cincinnati Reds fans don't want to believe that they don't have enough starting pitching, they don't have enough starting pitching. So, like, go go get one. Yeah. I don't know. Giolito to the Snakes. Your Snakes. I think, I think the Reds get cold feet. I think they grab a reliever. It's even a worse no. look, man. That's There's even a no worse way look for baseball feet. if like teams are dumping and then teams that are in contention aren't grabbing. Then like what is this sport or this league? No the one teams wants that anyone. Obviously should. No one wants Stop. any help. We're, I think there's no spot. doubt in my mind that he goes to the Reds if the Marlins don't. Take it. Richick or Renfro on the Twins, Trev. Who do you want? I think Renfro. Okay. They value they value defense there. It's kind of why they've and they love Ma- Yeah, I, I just yeah, I would say Renfro. And spoilers for the month to save your season guy. Renfro has a good month and his season numbers are where they are every year. Right around Renfro, yeah. Yeah. You kind of know what you're gonna get with him. I think he's they like power and defense. Power what Renfro and defense. brings. All right. Well, stay tuned. It's going to happen Oof. at the end of Thursday. Yeah. Imagine yeah, it'll come time? up on the by midnight. I don't, I don't know what time the waivers officially go through, but that to be in your organization by midnight. So Friday's yeah. up. We'll we'll know who went where. Crazy. Twins need Matt Moore too. Matt Moore to the Twins, please. Matt Moore to the Twins. He's a Marlin. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Goodbye. I'll be at the Dodger game tonight. Eating hot dogs. Chicks <laughs> <laughs>